Fantastic. So welcome everyone. Oh, is that hey Maria? <laughs> Just me. Just you. <laughs> yes. So welcome everyone and, and Maria <laughs> to um, Naturally Healthy Club. So this is early call week 21. So today we're going to be talking about radically smaller dinners. Um, oh yeah, Amy's joining, joining us. Um, so I want you to think about like before we get started or as we get started, just what do you need help with the most right now, like today? And just think about what that thing is. And then just know and trust that you're going to get the guidance that you need to move forward with whatever that, that, that thing is today in our call today. Okay, so I wanted to start this call um, with just a story about Pam. So I've shared with about Pam before and I've posted uh, some um, about Pam in the evidence section. But so this time last year, Pam had joined Naturally Healthy Club and that group started in um, in January. So by end of June, Pam hadn't actually lost any weight. Like she'd done a lot of work around her mindset and changing like some habits and things, but she hadn't actually started to lose weight. And so, but now like... 12 months later, you know, she's down over 40 pounds, whatever. And so if you're in that position where, you know, you've been, we've been here, you've been going to the Naturally Health Club, going for 21 weeks and you're like, oh, I haven't really lost any weight. Um, just know that that's, nothing's gone wrong. Like everything's happening in the perfect amount of time. Like this is sometimes like we're all on our own journey and we all have our own things that we need to work through. And I know that it can be really frustrating when you're one of like when you see other people making progress and you're not, um, because I've totally been there in my business um, masterminds, like in business coaching groups, where like everyone else is doing amazing, and I'm just like, oh, what's happening to me? Um, but just trust yourself. Trust that you're t- like it's happening in the perfect amount of time for you, and just keep going and like you can be like Pam, like things will click and then you will make amazing progress. So nothing's gone wrong. Hey, Amy, did you want to share something? Hey. Yeah, my, my internet just went down, but I'm back. <laughs> um, what you were saying, it took me like a whole spin around the thing to get things to really stick. And this time through, I'm seeing the benefits. But I think what became clear was that a lot of stuff was sticking in that first time through but it just didn't sort of register with me fully so absolutely it was definitely worth sticking with it something told me like you need to do this again and I had been listening but I just hadn't been I was just not adding it all up into the right formula for me yeah right yeah yeah so if you had to put your finger on like what was the thing that that changed do you think this time for you Amy I think it was really really tuning into the enough piece um like really tuning into that prioritizing protein and and believing that it could work Yes, <laughs> I think that was. I can. I can actually do it. this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the belief took a bit of um, progress. So the progress had to happen, and then the belief set in, and then the progress happened, and it, it was you know a bit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, but when you do, you feel like when you so the you're working on the belief. And then when you started to like really tune into your tummy and stop eating when you felt satisfied, then you saw Absolutely. some progress on the scale and then you were like, oh, actually, this can work for me. And then Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but it was it was just trusting the process. It sounds like it were <laughs> <laughs> But it, it it wasn't like a blind trust. It was like it was more like, let's give this a go. Let's let's just make just just make believe it does work. See how <laughs> you know. Just trust it. Give it a go. What's the worst thing that can happen? And then that 
that helped, I think. Just um, but for sure, for sure, it was I really started making great changes. Sorry, dogs, dogs growling at something. Um, I really started making great changes when when I started seeing changes, and then I could believe that they were real. Yeah, and it wasn't just and a coincidence that, that my rings cool. were feeling a bit looser and clothes were feeling a bit looser. And so, oh, actually, yeah, this is real. The scale's not lying. Uh, <laughs> the, scale, the scale's not lying. <laughs> yeah. I love that one. It must have developed a fault. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. No, that's good. Thank you for sharing, Amy. That's really, really cool. Do you want to go get him? Okay. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so there we go. Not just me telling you that, Amy's having telling you as well. So nothing's gone wrong and just trust breaths. But notice that um, Amy said like when she really tuned into enough and stopping when she felt satisfied, that's when things made, like started to progress and came together. And I think that it was the same for Pam. And today we've got, our listener today is Radically Smaller Dinner. So this is a hack that we can do to... For those of like, if you are struggling with the stopping when you feel feeling satisfied, if you are struggling with eating it without distractions and all that piece, this is a hack to like kind of um, get you around that and to get you in that place where you're starting to see some progress on the scale and just kickstart that um, that movement in the right direction. So I'm really excited to to dive in with this today. Um, so our naturally healthy club philosophy. So I am or I'm becoming naturally healthy. I trust the process. I change best when I feel good. My thoughts create my results. The most pleasure happens in the first few bites. Every time I overeat, I'm wasting food. I focus on one meal at a time. I approach things with curiosity, not condemnation. It's safe for me to feel my feelings. There are no bad foods. My life is pretty amazing right now. I'm getting exactly what I need when I need it. I want to do this and I can do this. Okay, so our plan for today is just got some news to share and then already had a, had a big win from Amy, but we'll see, we'll do tiny wins with the group. Um, and then we're gonna, we'll do a quick recap of last week's call and then we're going to talk about this idea of radically smaller dinners and then we'll open up to coaching if anyone needs coaching. Um, Okay, so in terms of news, post of the week prize this week went to Marit and she had she posted two um, two posts that one was called Radically Small, Smaller Dinners and the other one was Radically Not So Small Dinner. Um, so I won't read them out now because we're going to talk about them in a second because she, in, but celebrating Marit for inspiring this lesson this week. Um, so yeah, well, you'll have, hear more about that soon. Um, and then in other news, like in terms of what's next, so our official six months ends at the end of July and you're welcome to continue on if you'd like. Um, so the next group is starting in September and so we've got the month of August. So for those of you in the graduates group and those of you that are, are going to continue on into the graduates group, I was just like, wow, this is such a cool opportunity um, that in August we could do graduates month where we for the weekly calls, rather than just doing normal NHC um, lessons, that we could actually like I could teach you on other things that I've 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 had coaching on or other topics around health. Um, so I've actually come up with an idea of topics that we could cover in August, and so I'll um, I'll just post that in the chat and I'll post it with the replay. There's a link. Just done a little survey. It's just one question, so. Um, yeah jump on there and check out the vote for which topics you, you'd like me to cover in August um, so yeah so with the at the end of July what happens is it's up to you everyone is welcome to continue on month to month so if you want to stay for another month if you want to just stay for August for graduates month that's cool or if you want to stay for a couple of months or you want to you don't have to commit to another a whole six month program unless you'd like to of course um, but you don't need to do anything. You'll just continue on with at your current rate. And um, so you'll auto get, automatically get included in the graduates group, uh, which just means there's an extra monthly call and there's also a separate secret section in Circle. And if you want to complete, you need to let, um, let us know. So just um, 
either message me or email, um, reply to any of the emails and let me know that you'd like to complete so that we can wrap up your payments um, in July. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, it's, so the new group starting September. I'm opening applications for that in August and I'm actually going to be doing a free class on the 20th of July and I'll share more details about that. But if you know someone who might be interested in changing a relationship with food, losing some weight, having some fun with it, becoming naturally healthy. Um, I'll share the details for that class, but that would be a good thing to, the free class, and that would be a good thing to tell them so that will give them a good taste of what it's like to be naturally healthy. Um, that's 20th of July. Okay, so that's it for news. Let's jump into tiny wins or tiny ouchies if you've got something <laughs> hasn't been going well. Um Amy, thank you for sharing that before. Vicky, do you have something you'd like to share with the group? Here we go. Hi there. Hey, Vicky. Hi. Um, I do have an exciting discovery I wanted oh. to share. Yeah, we love to exciting yeah. discoveries. <laughs> yeah. So um, this past week, I can't remember what day it was, maybe Wednesday, Tuesday, I don't know. But anyway, I tried the your experiment where you, if you don't finish all your meal, you put it in a bowl um, or a container or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, and we had for lunch, yeah, I think it was a leftover lunch. I had two pieces of pizza, but then uh, the crust was not so good. So I left the crust of one of them. And then in the evening, I wanted a snack, but I had this mini bag of popcorn but it was popped very, like I over popped it, I think, or right. something. So then I decided to only eat a little bit of it and left the rest. But instead of just throwing it away, I put it in the bowl. So then by the end of the day and the next day, I had this like big bowl of things that I didn't eat and I didn't need. Amazing. So, amazing. So it was really interesting to see the volume of food that. If you overeat, you waste or what I didn't need to eat. Yeah. And that would have, you would have, like, if you hadn't have been paying attention, you would have just eaten mm -hmm. it, Vicky. Amazing. Yeah. That visual is very powerful, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So I was excited about that. So I didn't do the calories or like, no, what no, is no. in this popcorn or what <laughs> is in the, <laughs> this, but it was really interesting. So that was kind of exciting. And I, cause I was kind of resistant to that idea before. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So that was exciting. Yeah, and I love that you if you were feeling resistant, but then you just thought, I'll just do an experiment and see what it's see what happens. Like Yeah, when it was good. I didn't like freak out or anything. So <laughs> that was good. Amazing, Vicky. Amazing. And I loved your um that you're posting the group about your tiny habit for brushing your teeth. Oh, thanks. Yeah, then yeah. my dental care habit. It's yeah. going well actually, so that's good. Right. So that's helping. So for those of you that haven't seen that post, um, yeah, do you want to just share with the group, Vicky? Okay. Um, well, my tiny habit is that I'm going to, instead of waiting to brush my teeth before bed, like as you get ready for bed and everything, I'm going to brush them right after dinner. But then I wanted to make it like first, the first time I tried it, I brushed, flossed, you know, the whole shebang to make it really great. But then I was like, this might be a little too ambitious. So I decided to just decide, okay, I'm just going to brush after dinner. And that's considered a win if I do that. And then what's good about it is that after I brush my teeth and I don't want to eat anything, because then you're, you know, messing up your teeth after with food. And then I probably won't brush again after that. So, and it's been helping my scale go down in the morning. So that's really amazing. A big win. Powerful. Yeah. I love that you identified yeah. that, Vicky, because then you've got that clear this is the end of the day, like no more food. And so you're not doing any yeah. after dinner snacking and you're making huge progress. It's so great, Vicky. I love that. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Thanks for sharing both of those, Vicky. Oh, no problem. Excellent. Um, okay. Does anyone else have any wins they'd like to share with the group before we move on? Post in the chat. Hi, Jules. Um, I've gone back to doing the feelings challenge um, because I kind, of, <laughs> kind of stopped doing it because I thought I wasn't kind of getting anything. Um, and then I'd kind of gone back to it after my um, ouch a couple of weeks ago um, where I had my sort of 
avalanche of feelings. Like um, all and, the feelings for a month just yeah. came out in one, <laughs> one session. In one um, and, and happy to say that I've kind of gone back to just doing it and um, sort of having a neutral content, um, you know, not good, not bad, kind of just a bit, bit neutral, sort of like just achieving that baseline again. And, and that's helped me, I think, just to kind of see that it is okay just to kind of have a, a day-to-day neutral baseline and what normal feels like. Um, so I think it's kind of still useful to do because um, it's just kind of giving me that awareness of what does normal, what does not normal feel like. Yeah, and so then when you are in not normal, you really recognise and you yeah. can, but also that you can, you've got some yeah. habits to take care of yourself too. Yeah. And I think it's just about, um, you know, even though some of these things that we do at, at the time, we don't know why we're doing them, um, that they are actually having an inf- impact um, and can be having a positive impact, even if we don't understand why That's at the right. time. So I'm happy to just kind of trust and see where it goes. Amazing. 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 I love that, Maria. Yeah. It's like, well, it's and, kind and of I like. Have another, I think I've done like seven days. I've marked off seven catafelians challenge. They might not have been consecutive, but. You know, if I have like three weeks more of that, that's fine. Yeah, amazing. And also, like, and I love that, that remember, it doesn't have to be consecutive. Like, anytime you do something, you get benefits from it. So it doesn't matter if it's like, you know, if skipping a few days here and there, like you're getting the benefits when you do do it. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome, Maria. I love it. Okay, Emma, type your tiny win in the chat. It's good to see you. <laughs> Okay, so let's, um, yeah, so last month, well, last month, last week, we um, spoke about, uh, okay, we're going to speak of you. Last week, we spoke about uh, reviews and the power of reviewing. And really just this idea that the fastest way to achieve your goals and the fastest way to make progress is to do more of what's working and less of what isn't. And I know that sounds incredibly simplistic, but it's very powerful and it, it it really does work. And the way to identify, and the thing is that if we don't like take a little bit of time to pause and reflect and do and review, then we can easily keep, like we can easily stop doing things that are working and we can easily like keep doing things that aren't. And so by doing having this review, review habit and whether that's once a week like I do or once a month, um, it doesn't like you know the more you do it the more benefit you get but at least once a month i'd recommend just just having a think about like what is what am i doing well okay and then like what do i want to keep doing and also and that and also like what do i want to do differently it's just like two simple questions but it's incredibly powerful for making progress and one thing i've like been coaching people for a long time and the people that that do reviews tend to be the ones that like that have that little bit of thought have that, that little add that little bit of thought to their the whatever to their review process tend to be the ones that make progress faster so um so we spoke about that idea and we actually did a review in the group so if you haven't done a review for a while no problems just you know set aside like two minutes not even like just and just think of like what what's one thing that's working well and then what's one thing that I want to do differently? It's, I mean, it's great if you want to do a whole review of the whole everything, great. But if, if you just want to do, okay, what's the first thing that comes into my mind, that there'll be value in that as well. So that's why I have like, that's why I call them one minute reviews. So that can be that quick. And um, I'd encourage you when you do a review to post in the group, because that's where we can learn and I can give you coaching if, if I see anything that I think might be helpful, but also that we're like, we can get ideas from each other as well. So sharing in the group and getting encouragement from other people in the group is very powerful. And then the other thing we spoke about last week was we actually did the progress quiz. So if you haven't done the progress quiz for a while, that can be a helpful tool to get a little bit more granular on the you know, habits and and like and and I actually identifying oh where is some opportunity for me to do something dif- differently or what and or where am I doing well? So that's just a different way of approaching reviewing. So. The um, progress quiz, it's in your playbook and it's also in the bonus resources section. So if you haven't done for a, done that for a while, you're welcome to jump in and, and do that too. Okay, so that was last week. 
And so today we're going to be talking about, let's now talk about radically smaller dinners. And just, you know, in terms of where this sits in our process, we've got L-O-T, so L for listen to our tummies, I for making intentional choices, and T for tracking. And so listening to our tummies and getting the quantity piece right is really key for actually seeing results on the scale because we can make the most intentional choices. We can be really thoughtful about you know having proper meals and being intentional with our snacks, but we can totally still be overeating and not seeing results on the scale. Because remember there's no bad food. So it doesn't like and it doesn't really matter what you're eating. Like if you're eating too much food, then the scale isn't going to go where you want it to go. And so this piece of listening to our tummies is really key. But I know that for some people, particularly in the beginning, that can be challenging, particularly if you've, you've you know, grown up where you the whole leaving food on your plate was you know, a no-no. If you've got that whole clean plate thing going on, that can make it challenging. But also just that, ha- like when you that skill of being able to coach yourself in the moment and actually stop when you feel satisfied, um, you know, that does take some like a, a little bit to develop it. It's not like it's just, it's it's like this super easy thing that happens on autopilot. Like it doesn't require some intentionality in those moments. And particularly at dinner time when we're really tired, it's been a long day. If we're used to finishing our plate, like that's the default. So like it can be hard to, um, to pause, like to pause and to actually leave food on your plate. Um, so if you are getting that and you are listening to your tummy, amazing, <laughs> like keep going with that. But if you're not and you're, or you're like, you know, the whole eating with distractions thing and the slowing down thing, if you're finding that difficult, one hack that you can do to over, like to kind of short circuit that and a, like kind of make it easier on yourself. And I'm all about making things as easy as possible is to approach, is to look at the amount of food that you're serving yourself out. And I actually, was thinking about this. There was a guy that was in the Naturally Healthy Club um, last year, and he like had this crazy work schedule. You know, didn't attend any of the live calls. Um, he had a, like a small young young daughter as well, so his like home life was crazy. His work life was crazy, um, and so he didn't. And he was real like he. So he joined the Naturally Healthy Club. hadn't really done anything in a couple of months in, and so I caught up with him, just messaging, and so I just suggested like. Or he, why don't you just try like serving yourself less at dinner time and seeing what happens? And so he did. He's just like, okay. And so he decided, okay, I'm going to serve myself half of what I normally would have served myself. And uh, I think he, and he was weighing himself as well every day. And that was enough. Like he, like, I can't remember how much weight he lost, but he like left at the end of the six months, happy that he'd like, he'd put on a heap of weight during COVID and it, that was all gone. And so he was really happy. And so I was this it's funny like this idea of like serving yourself less is um is something that has worked for other people in the past but it's not my preferred way to teach this because it has its limitations and we'll talk about those in a second um but this like I just wanted to share like the story behind like how this this idea developed um and then also, so that I was thinking about him because I'm always thinking about you guys and thinking about like how can I make this process easier for people? How can I make it easier for people to get results, to feel naturally healthy, to have the number on the scales, like to feel good in their clothes, to have the rings feeling a bit loose like Amy was mentioning. Um, and, yeah, and then so interesting that that was happening in my mind anyway. And then last, a couple of weeks ago on the, was it? Yeah, Marriott had posted um that she'd noticed that I'd said something and then she just decided to do this experiment on her own so I'll share her um I'll share Marit's post so she said um something Jules said a couple of weeks ago really struck me she mentioned she had overeaten at dinner one night because lamb (laughs) then didn't really feel the need to eat much the next day including skipping dinner I don't know why it didn't occur to me that I don't have to fill up during dinner, but two nights ago I asked my husband to serve me a tiny portion of the jambalaya he'd made, one shrimp, a few coins of sausage and a bit of chicken and a tablespoon of rice. It looks so small, but I savoured every bite, saving the shrimp for last. And then about 15 minutes later I realised it was enough when my tummy actually caught up. The next morning the scale was down three pounds. 
uh, night last night I had a small piece of my husband's giant pork chop and a nectarine. It was enough, despite the baggage of an unnamed, um, despite the baggage that an unnamed company had left me with regarding the salad on the table being zero points. <laughs> so the old me would have eaten as much of that as I wanted, but the new me realized it was too much. This morning, the scale was down for another pound. Both nights, I even had two fancy cocktails that sounded delicious when reading the recipes, which could be my treat, though planning treats doesn't seem to work for me, um, which didn't feel restrictive and actually felt like an indulgence. I thinking, I think I'm finally realizing that our normal 8 p.m. dinner time, it just doesn't work for me. So instead, I should try eating a larger snack between four and six when I'm feeling peckish, then radically reduce the amount I eat at the dinner table. The last two days, that's felt really good. So I hope um, it continues that way moving forward. Thank you, Jules. After not losing a pound and even gaining some the past few months, maybe I finally had the breakthrough that works for me. Fingers crossed it continues. So really celebrating Marit for like noticing something that I'd said and then just doing an experiment like Vicky had done as well. Like this is what it's all about. Being naturally is like finding what works for you. And so by so by setting that intention, oh, I'm just going to experiment with a really small dinner and see what happens. She has did that and she felt satisfied at the end. She like ate probably a fraction of what she normally would have ate and then the like scale was down the next day. Um, so this is like, it's like, a, it's actually a really smart thing to do and a really easy way to, um, to get the scale moving. And particularly the thing is that I think a lot of us feel like, oh, we don't want to restrict this, but if you've had a big weekend, you've had a big, like overeating session, when you really tune into your tummy, yes, you, you don't, your appetite's not there. Like I had a, like we had, had um, what did I have on the weekend? Um, I mean, anyway, like something anyways, because it was, it was like a lot of food. So yesterday, Monday, like, yeah, I, I like I gave myself opportunities to eat, but I wasn't that hungry. So I didn't finish all my tofu at dinner and I didn't finish all my eggs at lunch and no big deal. They're in a, <laughs> they're in a um, container in the fridge. So I'll be able to add them to my meals today. But it's like, like, it's just when you tune into your tummy, your appetite's, jet, jet, if you, the scale has been up, generally your appetite the next day, will be less and so it's not restrictive to eat less when you when you don't have an appetite for it like when your body isn't needing it it's actually the most loving and kind thing that you can do so serving yourself a radically smaller dinner is a really smart move um, so why it works is that then you don't have to overcome the food waste stuff and you don't have to worry about being in the like overcoming your clean plate mindset. If you love your clean plate, you can still clean your plate. Um, but the but the thing that can work that the reason why it, it is doesn't cause a problem from a restriction. So if you're if you're serving yourself like you know your counting calories say and you're serving yourself this really restrictive small dinner because you want to like you because some diet's telling you to, not because you're listening to Tommy then at the end of that, you're like, oh, I really want more, but then you're not letting yourself have more. That's where the restriction piece comes in and where, where like that backfires because you end up overeating later, either later that night or later you know, the next day because you're, you're restricting yourself. But when you, like if you just serve yourself a smaller dinner with the proviso that if you really, if you really want more afterwards, you can go back and get more, then that removes that psychological hunger barrier and it doesn't feel restrictive like Marriott was like yeah I felt really satisfied after my jambalaya so there was no need for her to go back and have more because she felt satisfied and so when she's when you're feeling that satisfaction as long as you're feeling that satisfaction piece there's not going to be any like psychological hunger that's triggered and so it's not a problem like it's like you you are eating significantly less but it's like you've got the mindset piece right so it works really well um, and Another reason why this is a great strategy is that it helps you see like a clear link between your actions and what you put in your mouth and the number on the scale. So it gives you that sense of control. And there's other people that I've worked with around this idea. And when they get that sense of like, yeah, actually this number on the scale isn't something that's happening to me. It's something that I create with my thoughts and my actions and how much I eat then when you're in that really powerful place and you're seeing the, that result, 
um, that gives you motivation to keep going. And then also it means that when the number's up if, or if you do decide that, yeah, this is a big celebration and I want to overeat or it's Saturday night and we're having um, roast duck <laughs> with, the, with the duck fat um, and, you know, the duck fat's not going to taste that great and you do, you, then you can overeat intentionally, enjoy it, not feel bad about it at the scale because you know that you can, you're in control of that. You let it be up and then you can let it be down as well. So you can play around with it. So it becomes this like when like that your relationship with the scale changes as well. So that's really, really fun. Um, and so, yeah, like and when you see that the scale moving then and you feel that sense of control, that's incredibly motivating. I think Amy shared that as well. It's like the, then then thoughts, like your belief in yourself and your belief in your ability to change and your belief in your ability to achieve your goal like it that fuels that belief and then so the belief becomes stronger and you're you, you're like having to trust the process less and you're trusting yourself more because you're seeing evidence and so it becomes that that cycle um and the other reason why this idea of radically not radically smaller dinners works is just like it's just a, it's just a decision like you just like you're not having to put a lot of effort into it. it's like when you're serving yourself out there's like some some effort required there but then it's done and so you, the only decision you need to make is that when the, when that amount of food's gone is like oh do i need more or not so it's 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 quite quite simple as well um so when like won't this idea work so really the um the, there's two, 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 two reasons why this isn't like my the first thing I teach people, um, and that's because it doesn't. It's not really like helping you develop. Like it's it's kind of a, a stepping stone, but um, you you are, you can do this and then not really have that skill of listening to your tummy, which means that when you're like not in your own environment where you're not able to control your portion sizes, so you're out at a restaurant or someone else's you're at someone else's house then if you're not like you don't have that ability you haven't built that muscle of stopping when your tummy feels satisfied so you're likely to overeat when you're in other environments which may or may not be a problem depending on how often you are eating out and how often you are eating in other people's places um but that is a that is like a bit of a thing just to be mindful of and then the other thing, of course, is like if you've got the habit of snacking after dinner, having a really smaller dinner, it's probably just going to make you snack, snack more after dinner. So if that's where you're at at the moment and you are like having a lot of like you are, like the nighttime snacking is a thing for you, then I'd recommend like being intentional and maybe doing an experiment like Vicky did with her brushing her teeth and said like and actually just making the decision to rein in the nighttime snacking. Um first because if you have radically smaller dinners and then you're still snacking at nighttime you're not going to see the results on the scale and it's probably going to make your nighttime snacking worse so that's um yeah so that's a kind of theory behind this so how do you go about doing it basically you just decide to serve yourself less um and then i think what can also be really powerful is before you start eating actually imagine yourself on the scale the next morning like imagine yourself seeing that number go down um, and that's something that I still do. Like when the number's up, like I, before I start eating dinner, I think about, okay, like what kind of where I'm just a check-in of like, where am I at with the scale? You know, do I want it to be down tomorrow? Do I not, not does it matter? Um, and so if I do want it to be, down, I actually imagine myself, like imagine it being down and then I eat my dinner and I stop when I feel satisfied. So yeah, before you start eating, just imagine that number going down and then still tune into your tummy because you might be serving yourself radically less than you previously did, but even that might still be too much. So just be open to it. Um, and you can, you, you know, you don't have to finish all of your radically smaller dinner, but, and also tune into your tummy. Like, and if your radically smaller dinner isn't enough, trust yourself and go back and get more. Like, we don't want you to feel restricted and like trust that you're like, that's going to help build your self-trust as well. So um, yes, so that is my thoughts on radically smaller dinners. So, and that's this idea, like, you know, when you feel ready to, to experiment with that, it, like, it's there's no rush, it's up to you. Okay, does anyone have any questions or any thoughts about radically smaller dinners? Maria? I think kind of 
either intentionally or unintentionally that's kind of been the the method that I've been going to for a while now and that's been working for me right um, and I've found that because sometimes if I'm in control of my environment maybe like I'm at work or I'm outside the home I, I find it quite easy to listen to my tummy and kind of leave bites of you know or leave, leave food over if I don't want it when I'm at home um I'm probably not so able to do that so the way I've been yeah. getting around that is is just kind of serving myself a, a kind of intentionally smaller portion so that then I just it just doesn't become an issue um it, it is a bit difficult because you're using your head rather than your your body um so I don't always get it right sometimes I still serve myself a portion and I still want to leave something um but then I kind of feel compelled to eat it so I don't always get it right and I think I think that's just a typical your eyes are bigger than your belly you know, yeah that's, exactly that's, like I've been doing this for a really long time and I'm yeah I always said like someone that I need like yeah. that's most of the time yeah it's why yeah it's why I think as a default you shouldn't just trust your brain to decide how much you need to eat it's your, yeah it's your body and your tummy that should guide you but sometimes it's not always possible in your environment to to do that so yeah I, I found it a helpful tool um I say don't always get it right sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't um but it but it does help and I think I think kind of over the past couple of months really um I've just generally been eating a lot less than I used to so for instance like if I took a packed lunch to work it would be a main course like a, a sandwich or a roll or something like that filled roll or a wrap but then I'd feel compelled to like put something else with it because that didn't seem enough so I'd take I don't know I'd take a yogurt I'd take a snack bar might be a bag of crisps I would have taken some fruits and things for snacks like morning and afternoon but I'm finding now that oh, for ages I will just now have um, like whatever I've decided is my main course, either it's a salad or it's a wrap or I don't even eat sandwiches anymore. So I don't have bread. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> bought a loaf of bread for about four months. Um, <laughs> they keep offering me free loaves of bread at the supermarket on my app and I just keep ignoring them. Um, and that's made a difference. Um, and then I find like that's enough and I've eaten that and, that's enough and I don't really want anything else so if I've taken a yogurt whereas I would have normally just seen that as part of my lunch meal I might have it in the afternoon as a snack and then that's it so so generally I've been feeling like that kind of I've been losing this concept of um you know every meal has to be has to have something with it you know you have to have a main course and a dessert and a yeah so, so changing what you you see of as a as yeah. a no normal meal yeah amazing yeah. Maria. yeah so I, I don't know if it's like I say related to that concept but you know generally it just means that at each meal I eat less <laughs> than I would have done um but what I try to do is also make sure maybe that my main meal is actually a slightly smaller portion so that I'm not going to be overfaced and then I might have that difficulty of not being able to leave something when I want to leave something so um yeah I'll try and use that yeah. as a as a tool yeah amazing amazing so you've just kind of figured that out on your own yeah and it's worked yeah yeah, yeah. so good so did, did your husband he he was like he 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 was not on board with the leaving food behind he was he was he's mm. very clean plate was that you that yeah, yeah, and still, still is that that hasn't really kind of changed or gone away. Um, so that's kind of my answer to it. Yeah, amazing. It's like he he he's he's got it once his plate clean and your plate clean. So yeah, yeah amazing. But you know, I can play my own game. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's just about it's just about using the tools, you know, available, and um, you know, that's what I've found has worked for me in my environment it won't be for everybody um but you know that that's a way that I found around it but I still do use the opportunity to listen to my tummy don't I don't not do that 
Um, and there are lots of times when I'll still do that and I will still leave leave bites of food when I'm in a position to do so. Yeah, and so it's not a big deal. No. Yeah. No, so I think I think, yeah, there's times when I can and times when I can't, and that just and I have a tool for those times that I can't. And yeah, I think it just makes it just there's no drama about it. Yeah. Yeah. So good, Maria. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Amazing. Um, okay. Cool. Um, okay, so does anyone have any thoughts or does anyone have anything you'd like coaching on and on struggling with anything at the moment? Um, I have a question, Jules. Yeah, go, Vicky. Okay, so um I was Listening to what you just said recently today, um, how when you overdo it one day or you have a really big dinner one night, your appetite changes the next day, you know, yeah, yeah, that you don't yeah. need as much yeah. food. Um, because I remember I just had this thought back to my like 20s when I was in university and stuff. And I was more in a different place then, you know, different lifestyle, more fit oh and everything. Goodness. But then... Um, uh, what was I going to say? But then in the summer, I had a summer job and it was a desk job. So I wasn't walking hardly at all. And I had gained a bit of weight during the summer. And one of my coworkers, she said something to me really similar to what you said. She said, you know, if you have a big meal, because we had this barbecue at the office or something like, and I took a lot of this, and a lot of that. And she's like, Vicky, I noticed, um, you know, in a nice way, she said it, I think, I hope I, I remember <laughs> right. So she noticed that. And she said that you should just try and listen to your belly and like, not, you don't have to eat as much the next day. And that's what helps me, she said. Yeah, so it was just an interesting go. thing to notice. But then I was thinking back, because I still struggle with the like, you have to eat three meals a day, at the same time every day kind of thing, which doesn't really work for me all that well, but it works on work days because you have to like a schedule on work days. You know what I mean? So yeah. those days are going well. And I can relate to what Maria said because I pack my lunch with a main thing and then a fruit or a granola bar and stuff. So I can relate to how if you're full, you don't need to eat all the lunch. You can save it for later or that kind of thing. Amazing, Vicky. Yeah. yeah, but I was just a little struggling with this, like, you have to eat all the meals in the day, because I feel bad if I miss a meal, then I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have missed that meal, because it's important to eat the meal. But then, yeah, you know, a, that's, a, that's a sneaky thought that it's important to eat the meal. Um, yeah. And because the thing is that, like, that thought like isn't super helpful but what I tend to do Vicky is rather than skipping the meal is I'll still give I'll still have something like I'll still mm -hmm. give my, I'll still give my body the opportunity to eat <clears throat> but but I'll be like I'll either serve myself a lot less or I'll leave mm -hmm. I'll leave I'll, I'll listen to my tummy and I'll leave a lot of food so I'm not okay yeah these days I, I used to do fasting where I would would skip meals but these days I'm I'm not because I don't I, I I prefer this method of just listening to my Tommy yeah I think that works better too because I have um I went to my doctor and I got my a1c result and everything okay. and it yeah and it's okay but it went up a little bit so like from it used to be a couple of years ago so I'm trying to like eat regularly to watch my blood sugars but then not overdo it and eat every meal just because it's 12 o'clock or yeah PM, that kind of thing yeah yeah so that thing about needing to eat regularly for blood sugar that isn't like my experience so in managing my oh. diabetes yeah like that's so they tell you like and when I was had gestational diabetes they would tell you to eat lots all these little meals of carbohydrate <laughs> And the, oh. best, the best thing to manage your blood sugar is to just really cut down your carb, carbs, like make it, keep your carbs as low as you can. And then your okay. A1C. And then you, and the, and the thing is that if you're eating lots of meals and you're eating little bits of carbs all the time, it makes it really hard to manage. Whereas if you're just eating like three meals or whatever and yeah, like, and just watching the amount of carbohydrate that you're having, it just, you you you'll mm -hmm. find that you actually um you feel satisfied for longer like them because if you your blood sugar control isn't great 
then when you have carbs, like you get into the blood sugars, it'll spike and then it'll dip. Yes. And then you get hungry again sooner. Yes. Whereas if you, um, when you, and I, when you like eat belly low carb, then you, it's just a more stable source of energy. So you're not getting into Yeah. So you kind of avoid all that, that insulin problem, all those insulin problems. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah. So, cause I'm, I've been experimenting with these different things we're learning. So it's going well, but Great. you'll need to keep the progress going. Cause I kind of had two months of like, not going so well kind of yeah thing, and, that, and that's like part of it like that like any journey like it's not like it's not ever going to be smooth Vicky so like yes yeah nothing's gone wrong there but um yeah yeah, yeah. okay just thought I would ask about that because all these different things I've tried in the past they I guess they didn't really work so well so so yeah. that's something to know yeah that's right yeah so how do you feel about like 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 yeah like having a pretty low carb approach Vicky um I am okay with it I just worry a little I'm I don't know it's kind of weird because I used to I haven't been to the doctor in about half a year now but like I just worry a little bit about cholesterol but I don't have a cholesterol problem you know what I mean like if you eat too many meats or cheeses or something I'm not sure if that affects it or what yeah so I think a lot of the cholesterol, it tends to be like the genetics. So if you haven't, don't have a cholesterol problem now, then mm-hmm. um, with what you're eating now, like what you eat only has a small impact on your cholesterol levels. And like, oh, okay. so if you're, if you're in a good place with your genes, then, you know, I wouldn't worry about cholesterol too much. But then okay. also like, you know, you don't want to be ha- like, you know, it's not like having like, duck fat every meal <laughs> no, no. yeah I yeah, get it yeah but like you know if you're having chicken and fish like you know there's there's not a problem there and, and mm-hmm. or like you know eggs for and eggs you don't have to worry like it's the cholesterol in eggs doesn't impact your blood cholesterol like it's okay yeah so like eggs are fine like yeah it's like mm-hmm. And, you know, don't go crazy on fatty meat, but just having lean, lean protein, totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, I think I just need to trust the process. Still keep with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think like you're doing really well, Vicky, you've got some good habits in place. Yeah. So keep, just keep going with that. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Does that feel good, Vicky? Um, I think so. Yeah. I just kind of like. Because when the programs I've tried before, I would always like not see results right away. And then I would six months in, I would stop and say, oh, this isn't for me. Try something else. So I have to really find what's working and then keep going with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything else you're worried about, Vicky? Um, I don't know. I don't think so, really, because like... I know I keep mentioning blood work and everything, but I just want to know like what's going on in the inside kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I don't think I have any other worries. I think I'm doing okay. Yeah. Amazing. Getting a new, new schedule and routine going in the past two months because I had a new part-time job. So I got to work out how to deal with that and stuff. So. Right. So do you feel like you're making, that you're getting a good schedule in place with that? I think so. Yeah. Cause I, I did today, um, this afternoon, I did some meal prep for the week. So mm-hmm. I made some, yeah. So I made some homemade sausages for breakfast, actually. Wow. Yeah. They're, well, they're cold sausages, but they're more like just little meat patties kind of thing, seasoned and with spices and whatnot. So, yeah, but that's good for breakfast. And then I made two lunches, so that's good to go. Amazing. Um, yeah, so just trying to – and also deal with stress, you know, like try and calm myself down when I can. Right, right. So do you, do you have any habits in place that are helping with this stress? Um, I have sort of my nighttime ritual, like right before bed. I have some techniques I use for that. So those are working well, but I was going to try the journaling you suggested, but I still haven't got around to getting the journal and trying it out yet. Right. Right. 
okay, so maybe instead of like buying a journal and making a big this big project, you just like mm-hmm. do it on whatever paper you can find and then throw oh, okay. it th- and throw it away afterwards, Vicky. Like so Oh, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was worried about privacy, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's Is someone right. gonna read it. Is someone gonna read it. Well, I have like my handwriting's incredibly illegible, so I don't have to worry about that. But Okay. Um, but yeah, like, because one of the things with journaling, I think that a barrier to journaling is just that feeling of getting, I, I don't want to get it wrong or wanting it to be right. And yes. really it's like, as long as you're getting like thoughts out of your head onto the paper, that's like, that's all it, that, that's the, that's where the, the real value comes in is like just okay. stopping the thoughts swirling in your head. And yeah, so that would be good. Basically there's no right, there's no wrong way to journal like, so okay that's a good idea actually special place and then yeah so you could just do it on any paper and then just rip her up and (laughs) chuck it in the bin and sometimes that can actually be very um you know symbolic of like just if you're having lots of thoughts and you just can get them out and then rip them up can feel really like good Mm -hmm. as well of like yeah I'm getting rid of these thoughts I don't want (laughs) to they're out of my head and then throwing them away like yeah yeah. that's a good idea actually yeah there Mm -hmm. we go yeah, because and you know, it is. It just helps you. Um, it really helps me like process what's going on on for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, well, that sounds good. Might be a new new habit to ex- just play around with, Vicky. Just do, do another. Yeah, experiment. I'm gonna experiment yeah. with that. Yeah, amazing. Hmm. Excellent. Oh, keep up the okay. keep up the great work, Vicky. Like it's so great. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah amazing mm-hmm. okay we've got a few minutes left does anyone else want any coaching anything you're working on you want, need help with amy emma and her from you got you emma how are you doing we could we might wrap up there then I've just got something. Oh, yeah, Maria. Um, yeah, go. Was for, I had a, a really, I'm going to call it interesting, like a, a kind of slip up last night. So maybe a bit, bit of an ouch, but it didn't really feel like an ouch. So um, I think one of the things I picked up on my progress review last week, uh, one of the things that I scored really low on was planning a, a treat every day. All right. And I haven't been doing that. Some days I might, some days I don't, but I'm kind of, I'm not restricting myself, but I'm kind of not feeling like I need one or want one every day. And I'm valuing that kind of feeling about the scale going down more than kind of Yeah, right, wanting to have a treat, cool. So, yeah, so I've kind of been intentionally not having a treat every day. But then I wonder if psychologically that's been sort of, I don't know, making me feel limited or or restricted in some way and I've kind of had it in the back of my mind oh I wonder what like what will happen if I just suddenly unleashed and it caught up with me and like all of a sudden I wanted to stuff myself stupid with chocolate or something like that and I had a binge episode anyway last night um I was kind of on my own um husband started to go to bed because he'd had an early start so I was kind of on my own and I was looking forward to kind of a night with you know a few episodes of the crown i mean there's only so much of the crown that you can (laughs) what do i want to make this really enjoyable and you know i've got a glass of wine and i'd I'd had i'd had quite a small tea um and i didn't immediately feel hungry and then all of a sudden i got this massive craving for chocolate and i hadn't i hadn't had a treat in the day um i hadn't over eaten in the day but i'd eaten probably more than I would have liked at, at my meal times, but I hadn't had anything that I'd call like a treat. Um, and then, because the, it was birthday a few weeks ago, and somebody gave me a box of chocolates, and it sat unopened in the cupboard since my birthday. Oh, and then I suddenly just had this calling to go and to go and get this chocolate. And I'll try to put it off. I try to kind of self coach myself. Like, no, you don't really need it. You know, just enjoy your wine. Enjoy, enjoy the crown. You know, distract yourself with that. Um, did a bit of bilateral, it kind of went away, came back right. again. Anyway, then I just kind of, I went to the chocolate box, I opened it, and I think I had about seven chocolates. And I ate them, 
and I didn't feel like stuffed after them. I mean, they weren't that big, but I didn't feel like stuffed after them. I didn't feel like I'd kind of gorged. I didn't feel like, oh, I really regret that because now I feel awful. Um, I enjoyed them, but yeah. it was quite shortly. And I was kind of, I got a feeling of curiosity about it. So after I'd finished, I was like, okay, I did that. But do you know what? If the scale goes up tomorrow, I know why. And I know what to do to put it right. And I kind of had this thing in my brain where it just felt like I was doing a bit of an experiment. And like, even this morning, I felt like, okay, I did that. It was interesting, wasn't it? And I wonder what I was thinking. And I don't really know what I was thinking. I just, I was thinking more kind of I'm on my own tonight and I can do anything I want so I'm going to yeah 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 I felt a bit naughty um which was a bit odd but um but yeah and then like strangely this morning um the scale wasn't really affected it might be tomorrow because sometimes I do get a bit of a delay but I still didn't feel bad about it this morning I just felt like I'd done something that was a bit of an experiment and I wonder what it felt like in my head I was kind of thinking wonder what it'd feel like to do what I used to do yeah right I kind of you know it was okay in the moment but I kind of did it and then thought oh okay no big deal but that like this morning I was kind of thinking well it's okay as long as I don't kind of repeat it and go back to that you know because I think it's a problem if that starts becoming the norm and gets repeated like it probably used to be the norm so I feel like at the moment I did it and I was still very much in control and I'd attached a feeling of curiosity around it and experimentation rather than a lack of control and and, and you know I I wouldn't know what to do to get out of it yeah Um, so I don't know my, my brain's kind of my brain's kind of excused it in a really really funny way um so yeah should I have done it now? Could I have coached myself? Probably yes, but oh, I, I, I actually maybe I just had to get it out of my system. Not well, sure. I actually think should you have done it? Yes, I think it seemed like it was a good experiment to do, Maria, because now you know, like, okay. hey, that's what it's like when I have seven chocolates, <laughs> like, and yeah. yeah, and like, and maybe like planning a treat every day isn't something that you want to do, but maybe like your next um like your next step on your journey like actually thinking about your relationship with chocolate and treats and like like you can trust yourself around them like and like and Mm. starting to experiment with like what do you want that to be like like do you want like maybe you want to have chocolate like when maybe you have a policy if my husband's out and I'm home alone it's I'm gonna have some wine I'm gonna have some chocolate I'm really gonna enjoy it like amazing (laughs) like (laughs) Yeah. yeah but just I think, from, I think from that's that what place it of like desire mm. like what what do I want it to be like and not from a place of fear of like because like you have tools now to coach yourself you have awareness around how you feel about things and you're also not restricting so like <clears throat> it's not it's like I'm, I'm not worried that you're going to go back to like eat, do, mm. ever eating chocolate all the time because you didn't even like it wasn't like you're like oh my goodness it was so good I've been missing chocolate all my life like all this these last few months like yeah so it's like no big deal yeah yeah I enjoyed it in the moment but like you know I haven't repeated it tonight yeah um you know the chocolates are still there and they can stay there yeah um so I I feel like kind of it was a bit of a test of trusting myself um yeah I feel in a very different position now I mean you know before I would have eaten it and I wouldn't have felt any degree of control. I mean, arguably, I probably wasn't really feeling much control when I was eating seven chocolates. But um, yeah, now I feel like I'm in a different, a very different place in terms of my self trust and, and self control yeah. than I would have been back then. Um, because I've I've kind of come a long way, and you know, I'm not far off the goal that I want to be at. So I almost feel like I'm coming at it from a different place amazing yeah so yeah I've just found myself a little bit unbothered by it but not wondering if I should have been more bothered by it than I was no definitely not like I think like I'd actually see this as a really big success that you like had that curiosity you approached it with curiosity like the world didn't end like Mm. you learned something yeah amazing like 
yeah. yeah so perhaps that was all kind of bit of a bit of a proof of concept really so, yeah yeah this was like know. yeah an experiment that you like did so great like I'd feel good about proof it proof that it proof that it can be done but you know you can do it once you don't have to do it every day yeah exactly exactly I'm celebrating you this is a win Maria I love it okay I'll take it <laughs> excellent well that's a perfect way to wrap up so um yeah so your home play this week everyone is if you haven't already I'd encourage you to experiment with just doing one radically smaller dinner so like less less than half of what you would normally serve yourself for dinner try that see how you go with it post in the group I would love to hear okay have a beautiful week everyone and I'll catch you guys next week oh and don't forget to vote for the August topics I'm keen to keen to see what you guys think okay bye everyone